You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I'm really excited to have dear friend of mine, Bree Stedman, who is trainer and spokesperson for the Institute of Women International. She's written a book. She does really cool stuff. She lives in Australia. Thank you so much for being here, Bree. It's so awesome to have you on. It's so wonderful to be back, Erin. I'm so excited to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited for this conversation. So why don't we start off by, can you share with my listeners your story? How did you become the trainer and spokesperson for Women International? And then we can talk about what Women International is. Institute of, sorry. sorry. It's, it's a mouthful. Yes. Yeah, no. So I, my story goes back, I've been in business now for nearly 18 years, which just spins me out, something severe. So I originally got into business because I wanted the flexibility and freedom that business often promises for women, particularly important when I had kids. But like so many women, I also fell into the trap of pretending that everything was great and that I was this confident, positive, can-do woman, even though life often felt like it was falling to shit. So it was back in 2012, so 10 years ago, that the facade started to crumble. The, the big walls that I had up that were presenting to the world this really well-put-together woman were falling apart and it was the family at home that was wearing the brunt of my, my fall apart. So I did what a lot of women in business do, which is focus on goal setting, focus on positive mindset, focus on all of the things that you can control that will eventually train your brain to believe that, yes, you are confident and, yes, you can handle life. And none of it worked. It, it worked for a little while. And whilever I was focusing on it, we were getting good results. But the second that life would start to happen and I'd fall back into habit and pattern, then all of the reactions and the over-the-top blowouts would start to occur again. So I got to a point where I started to realize that I couldn't keep faking it because I was doing an injustice to myself, an injustice to my family and the people that I was working with. At that time, I was working with thousands of women and I was painting a lie of what success looked like that I could not continue. So, yeah, decided something had to change and I had to do something that was not mainstream, which is where a lot of traditional coaching and, and business sort of mentoring goes to. And that's where I found the Institute of Women International and the female-focused approach to healing. Well, so can you tell us a little bit about this? I know a little bit, but tell the listeners about what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the Institute came about because Maz Shermer, who is our founder, she was in, in the same industry that I was in. So she was working with a lot of women and she was an NLP master practitioner. She was a hypnotherapist. She was doing timeline therapy. So she was doing all of the right things to support not only herself, but also the girls that she worked with. And she started to see that, like I was saying for me, it was the approaches that she was using with her clients were working short term, but it would generally be within a six to 12 month period that her clients would come back to her and say, you know, it's not working. I'm back in the same pattern that I was in before. I've spent all of this money and I've invested all of these hours trying to improve myself, 
but I feel like I'm stuck on this roundabout where it's one one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. So that really frustrated Maz, and Maz has an incredible story of her own. But because of her story and because of the frustrations that she had with working with women, she started to explore some of the gaps that mainstream modalities don't address, like the fact that men and women are very differently. Biologically, we're really different. Hormonally, we're really different. So our differences, she started to hypothesize, if they are so different in, you know, even for something that's happening right now, sport, biological men and biological women have different strengths and different weaknesses. And so Maz 10 years ago started to see that if men and women are so different in something like physical strength, then we must be different in other areas of our life as well. So she started to explore what it meant to be female. That is born with a uterus, born with, you know, the, the female. Born with the XX chromosome. Yeah. Yeah. And so because of her study and her hypothesis, she started to think, well, if women perceive the world differently, we definitely react to the world differently because, you know, blind man Freddie knows that women are more emotional than men. In almost every scenario, a woman will respond with more extreme emotion than what a man will. So if that is the case, is it possible that men, that women also need a different approach to healing the emotional reactions and the beliefs that trigger our reactions in the first place? Through that study, she also then uncovered epigenetics. So epigenetics is quite a well-known science now. It's the study of the behaviour of the genes. And they're proving that we inherit up to 14 generations of emotional baggage. So again, with Maz's inquisitive mind, she started to think, well, women come from an awfully long line of suppression and oppression and repression and abuse. If we come from such a long line of history, then is it possible that our epigenetic conditioning is also what's driving our current reactions to the world. And so it was those hypotheses that led her to create Creatrix, which is a blend of all of the modalities, but interjects what's missing for women. Which is working on that epigenetic piece, correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, the epigenetic piece and also the female unconscious because yeah. as women, and, and I'm, I'm going to guess that most of your audience are females, we know instinctively that we are different from men. We know that we have a different function to men. So one of Maz's hypotheses was because women are born with a uterus, one of our key designs is to grow and nurture human beings within our body at a deep unconscious level within our uterus. Now, this part of the female body is something that men cannot access. And so she started to refer to this as the female unconscious because it's an area of unconsciousness that men do not need to access, but women do it instinctively. We don't have to plan when we're growing a human child inside of our womb, that we are going to grow the fingernails on the 18th of April. It's something that just happens unconsciously. That's right. So if we're doing that unconsciously, then that is also a very, very significant difference between men and women that men don't fathom and that mainstream modalities don't even address because mainstream will teach you that there's unconscious and conscious we go that next level. There's the the conscious things that you're aware of. There's the unconscious that's running a lot of your beliefs and your patterns. But underneath all of that is the female unconscious, which is also the housing unit for epigenetics. So it's so interesting. And it's so cool. It's, I think it's so needed, right? And I I think so many of my listeners and patients, you know, I, I think a lot of people have been where you are, where they tried tried a bunch of different ways to kind of shift beliefs or, or heal themselves and they just get stuck in a certain point. It's like they can't get, can't mm. get that last piece. 
So is that, I mean, yeah. talk to me, talk to us about some of the people that you work with. Yeah. So like you were saying, I mean, we've now trained and we're training psychologists and therapists and counselors, as well as life coaches with NLP training and hypnosis and things, because they're all recognizing that there's something missing in their practice. They're able to help women. And you'd probably be saying the same, Erin, you know, you can take a patient or a client to a certain point and you can alleviate some of the symptoms and you can make them feel good short term, but there's a maintenance program that needs to happen. And it's the maintenance that is often where people fall off the track as well, because when life happens, you have to consciously remind yourself to take your supplements or to do these exercises or to take this approach to try and redirect your thinking. And we know that the conscious mind is such, I don't want to say it's a weaker part of our brain, but it is. It's something that only functions when we're consciously aware of what we're doing. So we're working with women now who are at that point where They've spent the time, they've spent the money, they've proven to themselves that they want to change, but they don't want to keep running around the same cycles. They want to yeah. break the patterns at the absolute core, not just for themselves, but also, you know, taking into consideration epigenetics. If we can work with women now, we are changing the way that future generations are reacting to all of these emotional triggers because when we heal us, we're able to positively influence the next generation. Yeah. And if we can catch women before they even have kids, then we're yeah. breaking those epigenetic cycles before they're genetically passed on, which is even more exciting. Which is so cool. Well, and yeah. I, I don't know how much uh, with people that you're working with, but I, I feel like in my practice, there will be some people that are dealing, because most people are coming to me for you know physical issues that they're dealing with. And sometimes we get to a point Sometimes it is physical and sometimes there are physical issues that it's a little bit deeper. It might have something to do with some subconscious belief or when we get to a certain point, we're like, okay. And I usually will say, hey, you know, it's time to kind of look at what's the emotional connection here. What's, what's, is there's probably a deeper issue or a deeper story that's tied into this. And some people will get, you know, as you said, like short-term results, they go to therapy, they do X, Y, Z, and they're like, well, I'm feeling better. But there is oftentimes they'll come back a year later and they're like, man, this stuff, you know, this physical issue has come back. I think my whatever reprogramming or the work I did, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's yep. it hasn't lasted. So this seems like, and I, I actually personally share you guys, I have done creatrix. It, it's, it's such a cool, just such a cool thing. It was unlike any type of therapy or treatment I've ever experienced before. It was just so, I feel like it was so easy. Mm. What was the cool thing about it is you, I mean, you're almost, are you, hip, are you under hypnosis? A bit. No, no, you're not. No, because hypnosis works been a while, it's been a while predominantly <laughs> with the unconscious mind. And, and this is part of the problem. If you're only working with one part of the mind, then you're only going to get a halfway result. So Creatrix was designed with some of the principles of hypnotherapy, but we're also requiring conscious input because the conscious and unconscious mind for women, they're interconnected. This is again, one of the main differences between men and women, men can compartmentalize. They can work on one area of life and they can get a fantastic result. For women, you work on one area of life, there's still going to be a ripple effect that affects everything. You know, if you have a shitty morning with yeah. your kids of a morning, then you're going to bring that shitty morning into your yeah. work life and you can't just switch off because you walk into a different doorway. No, we have what's called global thinking. So one thing happens in one part of your brain, it's going to affect all parts of the brain. We're typically not so good at compartmentalizing, which is why women tend to be more susceptible to things like depression, anxiety, and susceptible to stress. Because as you just said, if you have a bad morning at home, it's going to seep into all the other kind of buckets of your life versus a man who, if he has a bad morning at home with the kids, that's out of his mind. He's like on to work and that it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect the other buckets of his life. 
That's right. That's right. So when you're healing a woman's mind, you've got to take that into consideration. And if you can work with conscious, unconscious, and that deep female unconscious all at the same time, then you're going to get a much more robust healing. And we've got, you know, I experienced creatrix myself in 2012 for 10 years. And at the time that I went to creatrix for myself, it was because I was a physically violent, incredibly aggressive mother. I'd done coaching. I'd done therapy. They tried to put me on antidepressants and things because you're just a stressed out mum who needs antidepressants because then everything will be better. And none of that was the solution for me. So I went to Creatrix because I did not want to raise my kids in an aggressive home. I didn't want to be the mum that was violent and nothing else worked. So I went to Creatrix almost as a last resort. You know, it was that sort of I heard what Maz was talking about with the female brain and it made sense. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go because I've done everything else. And if I don't, it's my kids that are actually going to be the victim to this. So there was nothing, nothing to lose. That one weekend completely, and I hand on heart, in the lead up to that weekend, I used to punch my kid in the face. Like I was, wow. when I say violent mum, I was the epitome of a violent mother. And my kid was four. So he was only a baby. Now, since then, 10 years, I have not laid a finger on my kid in 10 years because the, the charge, all of the things that were driving me to react have been completely neutralized and I haven't had to work on it. I haven't had to do mindfulness and, you know, convince myself that I'm a calm and confident mum when the moment escalates because the internal emotional wisdom that I access through Creatrix kicks into gear not to say I'm a perfect mum because I'm far from perfect. I still get angry and I still rouse and I still, you know, lose my temper, but I don't react violently in the way that I used to react. And as a result, my children have been raised in a home that is far more emotionally evolved than what we were before Creatrix. So well, thank you for sharing that story. It's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I share it because 10 years, I've been free from that behavior for 10 years. So for the women yeah. that have been out there and are investing in themselves and are sick to death of having to reinvest in themselves and tell the same stories and emotionally buy into the way that they're feeling, this is, we're proving to be a long lasting irreversible modality that creates change. And yeah, I think there's nothing else out there like it. Yeah, there isn't. I mean, and it, how long, I mean, once you do it, like really you don't need to check up that often, right? It's like you make the shift and there's not really. Yeah. Which is so amazing. I've worked with clients. One of the first clients I did this with, she actually worked with another transformologist early on. So say 2013, it was early on in the days of the Institute. And she came back to me four years later. So it was around 2016. She found me on, on Facebook and she stalked me for a while. And then she invested in Creatrix. And after her first session, she said, this sounds like a lot that, of something that I've done before in the past. Anyway, we did some investigating. It turns out she had experienced Creatrix in the early days. So I got her to send me through the original paperwork from her first transformologist. And when we compared the original issues list with the issues list that I had compiled for her, there was not a single issue that was married on either report. Both of them were completely well, all gone. the issues that you'd worked with initially were completely gone. She had new stuff come up completely new stuff and the reason that she'd had new stuff come up was because in that four-year period she'd given birth to another child that child had brain cancer and had to have multiple brain surgeries so she had oh, some really horrific life yeah. circumstances occur that triggered a new level of emotional shit to come up and this is the thing about women life is going to keep happening to us like we always say new level new devil because yes. <laughs> until you 
resolved the issues for the life that you're at right now, you can't even conceive what the next level of your issues are going to be. And you've got to live life for that period of time to even see if you are going to be triggered. So in the 10 years that I've been facilitating Creatrix, there's been, I've worked with more than 350 women and I'd say I've probably had 30 of them come back to me for a checkup, a checkup from the neck up, we call it. Oh, so Where that's a period a pretty... of time is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And probably they all have had pretty intense things happen since that. Is that, would that be true? Yeah. Well, not always because again, you know, just going through menopause for women. Oh, that's intense. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. The hormone shift. Our yeah. hormonal shift can create new stuff to surface mm. up. And this is the thing for the women that are going, but I've never had anything traumatic happen in my life. I don't know why I'm stressed. I don't know why I feel anxiety because I, I was raised in a beautiful home and I don't understand. I had no trauma event. Smallest events can cause massive internal triggers to turn on. So just being called you know, a name in elementary school can be enough to trigger anxiety for a woman that is then amplified throughout her entire life. A small moment becomes a big moment and it's amplified because of what we were talking about earlier, epigenetics. If yeah. you come well, from a bloodline. Yeah, who knows what they've inherited? I mean, if your right. grandmother had a trauma, you may have inherited some of the some of that patterning or if you will. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why when we're working with women, it's not about the story. Don't tell me what happened in your life. Don't tell me what you think is the problem because none of that is actually relevant. All that's relevant is you feel a certain way or you believe a certain thing about yourself and it's a problem for you. That's it. That amount of awareness and the desire to change that pattern is all we need to know because at the end of the day, if you've inherited something from 300 years ago, we don't have the history to validate that. All yeah. we've got is your living experience is that you feel X, Y, Z, and that's the problem. Yeah. And which, you know, is very different from conventional therapy because in conventional therapy, you've got to relive it and you've got to talk it. And I know, I know there are definitely some listeners that don't like conventional therapy. <laughs> Plenty of people do it. And there can be a time and place for conventional therapy. Some people are like, man, I've done therapy for years and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not getting anywhere with it. Like it's great to, and there is definitely a time and a place for getting stuff out and having someone listen and hold space. But I think when you really want to shift patterns, a tool like this can be extremely powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. There's a time and a place to talk therapy. Women, and particularly women who have experienced trauma, they need to feel heard and they need to be seen. But once they get to that point where they've said it, they've made, I don't want to say peace, but they've, they've come to a place where they know that the past happened. They can't change the past, but they want to, not erase the past, but disconnect from it so that they can move forward and recreate the life that they want for themselves. That's the space that Creatrix fits into. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't keep living the same story over and over again. Correct. Because when you live that story, you'll keep attracting similar situations. It'll come up over and over again. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about if someone is interested in this, where can they go? Where can they find someone? Are you still taking clients at this point or you're mostly training yes. practitioners? You are no, taking no, clients. No, no, no. So still, yeah, still. <laughs> I love it too much not to, Erin. I, I yeah. went for a few years not working with clients and just training. So for the last 2018, I became a trainer with the Institute and I've trained hundreds of women now. And I love that because when I can train another coach to create that kind of life transformation for a woman, I know that I'm, I'm influencing a massive impact for others. But mm-hmm. what I missed was being able to see that light switch back on in a client's eyes when she goes from feeling unworthy and unloved and stressed out to the max to feeling incredibly centered in herself. I personally missed facilitating that. 
So I work with a handful of clients who are absolutely committed, ready and determined to change. I I don't have time for women who want to play around with it. I want to work with women who are absolutely committed to living their best lives. So whether that is being the person who creates the impact for others through being facilitator or being the woman of influence for her own immediate circle, I want to work with those women who are determined to change. It's really awesome. So if someone wants to contact you, if they're interested, where can they go? Yeah, so the best place, just head straight to my website, briefsedmond.com, because from that website, I can then redirect you according to what you're most inspired to do. And it will keep you connected to me personally, because obviously as a trainer, for the women who want to train, it may, yeah. I will likely be training you. <laughs> and for <laughs> the women cool. who, who want create treats, you're staying connected with me means that I can also facilitate that for you. So if you head over to briefsedmond.com, I can then redirect you to the resources available. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. We have a lot of practitioners that listen to the show. So if you're interested in getting a new tool for your practice, this could be a really cool, really cool way to help, help other women. It is. Yeah. And just really quickly on that as well. And I think this is why I was so excited to work with you because I know that you're working with a lot of people and you attract a lot of people who want to be the instrument of change for others. And when we train practitioners in Creatrix, it's not just another certificate where you, you know, get your certificate and off you go good luck to you because we also know women in business need a lot more support and that they need community around them. So something that Maz did when she created the Institute of Women, which I think is absolutely invaluable, is every single one of our practitioners is provided with 24-7 support year round. So when you become a facilitator, you're not just buying your certificate and getting your license, you're also buying into a community. So when you're working with your first client, for example, doesn't matter what sort of background you come in, you know, Erin, if you were to become a facilitator, for example, when you work with your first client, there are going to be natural nerves coming up for you. So to be able to come back to your training institute and say, hey, this is a situation, what advice can you give me, gives you as the practitioner more confidence so that you can then guarantee your client results. Which is so amazing. It's a really, really unique system that ensures all of our clients get the very best outcome from Creatrix. And as the practitioner, you were going to be supported to be able to deliver those outcomes every single time. Which is awesome. And I feel like after the few years this world has had, people need this more than ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? right? It's, been, it's been a great. How are things down, down where you are? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we're in the rebound of COVID now. Yeah. While COVID was happening and we were in lockdown, it was wonderful because a lot of women yeah. <laughs> stuck at home, you've got your triggers right there at all times. So women were really using that period to empower themselves and work on themselves. I feel like now that we're moving into this new space of the world, and you guys are probably feeling it as well, the world feels very uncertain and there's a lot of fear mongering. (laughs) And that I think is the hardest part to, to try and navigate because these fears that mainstream media are painting are triggering these fears in every single one of us and they can either stop us or if you've got the tool and the support to be able to work through it, they can empower us to be able to navigate them more confidently. And that's really where we're at right now. We're trying to provide our girls with the space to confidently navigate a very unfamiliar world right now. Yeah. Which, which is awesome. That's the work you're doing. Yeah. So keep up the good work. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was wonderful. Thanks Aaron. Guys, if you're interested in learning more, go to breestedman.com. We'll put it in the show notes and yeah, we'll see everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. 
Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.